0: Hey guys, it's Pleasance, and today I'm going to talk about healthy anger. Um, A few weeks ago, we had our Thrive Live planning session, and I asked the women in the room about anger. How many of you have either grew up with or currently have a really healthy relationship with anger. And when no hands were raised, it was sort of a ding-ding ding in my own mind and heart. Hmm, I'm really curious about that. So for the past few weeks I've been thinking about anger and thinking about um the ways in which it shows up in our life and our world. The thing is that's so cool is that today I was going to meet with a friend and when I dropped I'm teaching stress management at the American University and I dropped the textbook and it opened to anger page and I thought, "Oh, there's divine guidance showing me that this textbook in stress management is addressing this the this emotion that we have not really talked about or learned in our society before in this way." So First of all, I just want to kind of bow and nod to this world that we're living in where college kids are being introduced in these types of courses to um, anger and to thinking about it and talking about it and pulling at it and being really curious about it. And so I pulled out of the text what the definition is that we're using in our textbook. And our textbook is called uh, Stress Management for Life, and it's by... Two academics, um, Open and Hessen, and this is kind of like the standard stress management text that most universities who are teaching this class, in my experience just thus far, this seems to be the kind of go-to text and guide. So that's why I'm using it for my classes here. But here in the managing emotions chapter, we're talking about anger. And so here's what it says, anger is an emotional response based on the way one chooses to think about events. It's usually triggered by perceived provocations or mistreatments. Uh, Anger is tricky to define, but the following are some common elements of anger. Let's go into it. Everyone experiences anger, although to wildly differing degrees. So first of all, anger is human. So if you're not experiencing anger, you're probably shoving it or it's going somewhere. Um, anger is considered a temporary emotion. So if you really examine it, what all the research says, and also in our own lives, that anger is temporary. It does not stick around. Um, think of your most angry moments that you've had. If you yell at your kids or beep the horn at somebody who cuts you off, these are very intense, hot sort of flashes of emotion. Anger combines physiological and emotional arousal. So the, both are happening at once, um, which is also just quick side note here. Frankincense is the essential oil that I always refer people to who want to have, who want to use essential oils in their life and in stress management and in, um, joy cultivation and, um, Frankincense is a very wonderful, powerful oil because it is one that we use for physiological stress, immune support, and um, other types of physiological stuff that comes up. Okay, so that could be sleep. That could be, I'm trying to think what else, immune system stuff, digestion. Frankincense is kind of, I say, like the Windex. You know how in my big fat Greek wedding, the dad always says, Windex, Windex, Windex. That's how I feel about Frankincense or what I've learned about Frankincense. It's kind of like the Windex. So it's combining the physiological with the emotional. So not only will Frankincense help at the cellular level, with the stuff we're addressing with our oils in terms of our basic health, but also emotion. So it is a very potent oil in terms of also helping us maintain um, a more calm, even peaceful spiritual connection. So anger, what I love here is anger combines physiological and emotional arousal. It's happening. And that reminds me of what I've learned and come to use frankincense for Um, next people express anger along a continuum from simple resentment or jealousy to full blown out of control range. So what I think is really interesting here mm, is we're talking about a range of emotions that we experience, but then going even deeper, do you guys realize that, our emotions that we're experiencing also have a range so it's layered we can't just say i feel angry period there's there's a whole continuum as we continue to go deeper anger is not the same as hostility and i actually i've read that chapter and i don't really want to get into that today so let's just focus on the anger piece um Okay, so here is an interesting part that comes up in the textbook, sources of anger. What are the biggest 3 primary contributors to current anger, current episodes of anger and current stress? Can you guess? Giving you a minute to think about it. <laughs> okay, so according to um, Sybil Evans, who's a conflict resolution expert, um it says, the following three primary factors are the biggest contributors to ever-increasing anger. Time, dun-dun-dun, technology, dun-dun-dun, and tension, dun-dun-dun. So these three things are really contributing to our, um, to our levels of anger. Now, ready for this? I think this is so cool. As I went into a deeper dive in the anger section of this textbook, up sprouts Dr. Wayne Dyer. So Dr. Wayne Dyer is a Hay House author, a spiritual leader. He has since passed on. He has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful documentary on YouTube. Um, You can find it, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now because I'm in this anger mode, but just Google Dr. Wayne Dyer documentary and you'll find it. It's awesome and I love it. Um, Regardless, here comes Dr. Wayne Dyer into, Dyer, right, into, I always call him Dwyer because I think of that way, the W in the Wayne, um, uh, here it comes into our stress management textbook where we're actually digging into this you guys these college kids are getting this information and how relevant it is to us so let's move in stress okay here's what he says stress doesn't necessarily cause us to be angry but it certainly makes us vulnerable to overreacting let me say that again stress doesn't necessarily cause us to be angry but it certainly makes us more vulnerable to overreacting. Here are the common circumstances in which people select or talk about anger as the main emotion. Number one, anger in the automobile. Oh, People get so mad at how other people should be driving. Anger in competition or competitive games and in sports. You see anger there a lot. Anger at things that seem to be out of place. Um, where things should be placed, anger about taxes, anger over the tardiness of others, anger at the disorganization or sloppiness of others, um, anger at inanimate objects. And this one says, you feel your anger rise as a car alarm honks endlessly or your computer freezes. Oh man, technology really does cause a lot of stress and anger, um, um, anger over the loss of objects so anger when you lose your keys or lose your wallet anger over world events and conditions beyond your control so let me just uh, read a little bit about this for you guys regardless of how much you approve or disapprove of what is happening in the world your anger will not change a situation similarly your anger at the conditions of mother nature is also unproductive Becoming irate because the day is too hot or too cold or too windy or too rainy or too sunny is a waste of your present moment energy. Oh, I was just talking to someone about that today. Um, We, the reason I think this is so incredibly powerful and I'm so grateful to have this textbook is because of this, um, this definition again. Now I have something clearly that I can speak about and talk from and teach from anger is an emotional response based on the way one chooses to think about the events. That's what he's saying with the weather, mother nature, your anger at it being hot or cold is not productive and this is where so much of your present moment energy is going it is a lack of acceptance of what is right in front of you of the truth in front of you of reality we are living in delusion when we think that um when we allow these things we can't control to take over our emotions then why is that important why does that matter because then the anger Um, when it is overreacting, like we said earlier, stress doesn't cause us to be angry, but it makes us more vulnerable to overreacting. Then that's how it affects us physiologically. We are letting these things out of our control and our expectations have such a profound effect and uh, like really harming our lives, our bodies, our minds. Uh, because we're not accepting of our relationships, of mother nature, and of other people. Okay, so effects of anger. Here's all the physical ones. I don't think you guys really are going to argue or resist this. Increase in cortisol, adrenaline, blood pressure, blood sugar, faster pulse, um, decreased immune function, insomnia, and fatigue. So what happens is, is that the immune system in your, in your your vibrant energetic wholeness wants to thrive and you have to give it an environment to do that. So basically this whole semester I'm teaching over and over about fight or flight and what it does to our body over time, not with acute incidences, but with chronic stress, how much a toll that takes on our body, our immune system, on our energy, okay? So when we talk about anger, one of the things we want to bring up um, that, that this is in the section from Dr. Wayne Dyer is... Some people carry the anger that they had in childhood over to adulthood. Behavioral therapy can help those people. Um, That's one area. The key is to stop looking at the present constantly through the lens of the past. Now, what's super interesting to me is that this sentence right here, the key is to stop looking at the present constantly through the lens of the past. The work that I'm learning in the positive psychology certification course is around anxiety and depression uh, primarily being diseases of the past or the future. So the fears and holding of the past behaviors, patterns, traumas, and then the fear of the future. So present moment energy, present moment awareness. That's why it's so important. What is happening right here? Then it's layered. Can I trust myself to deal with what is right in front of me? Can I lean in, embrace what I see, what's happening that I don't have control over? So this section, again, I have all these like exclamation points and and stars in my text because it says the only reason we get angry, as with all emotions, the feeling of anger comes from how we think. I'm going to say that again. As with all emotions, the feeling of anger comes from how we think. Boom, this is what we teach in Thrive. This is what we teach in the mindset part of Thrive, in the self-coaching model from Brooke Castillo, from the work from Byron Katie, all these layered um, teachers saying the same thing. The emotions, the feelings of anger come from how you think. So we have to work on the mindset. We have to work on the thoughts. That is what helps us over time lessen, um, react and respond appropriately. Not overreacting or react or respond appropriately as we want to be. There are obviously things that are going to make you angry. You are human. So let's respond appropriately to that. And we all know it does not feel good to be angry and yell and scream at your kids or your spouse or your boss or your coworker or your mom or whomever, your friend. When they really didn't do anything, you, were, you had kind of a hangover, emotional hangover from somebody else's, another trigger that you had, something else that happened, and you then take it out on someone. What happens after that, that feeling of not feeling good, of feeling bad, of shame, of going inward, that means you're out of alignment. When you yell and scream at someone and then after, oh, you feel bad, you get a stomach ache or a headache or you feel like crying because you were not treating the person that you really, how you really want to treat them. So there, so an example is like there's times when my kids do something and I express anger or I express clear boundaries or I raise my voice or I'm very specific or direct and there is a reason, right? They ran in the street. That's not appropriate, Or they didn't clean their room after I asked them to clean their room or read their book or whatever the kind of common thing is, make their lunch. And they didn't. So you say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Let's get this taken care of. After I do that, I don't feel bad because I've already set the expectation. They haven't followed through. I'm their parent. I'm the leader. And this is kind of the back and forth. What I do feel bad and what I hear from you guys is that you, so... You're late for a work call, you're late for a work event, the kids aren't coming downstairs, you start screaming and yelling at them, but they didn't know you had a work event and they didn't know you were late. And then after you finally get them off to school, you just kind of collapse in the car and you start crying because you realize your tone or how mad or how angry um, or maybe you don't start crying, but maybe you get maybe you start beeping your horn, or you just start feeling bad because you're actually out of alignment. They you realize that they didn't really deserve what they got because it wasn't an appropriate response to what they were really doing. So I want you to look for that. I want you to look for the areas where you are feeling bad after an outrage or an outbreak and start to see, oh my goodness, this is not in alignment with my values. This is not in alignment with who I am. So we go back to this, um, back to these teachings. Um, Every time you've been angry, it was because you were not getting your way. Our thought about the events usually include the words should, ought to, or must. I shouldn't have lost my wallet. My kids should know how to clean their room. Here's some other examples they put into the text. Dogs shouldn't bark too loudly. Um, The music you play shouldn't be too loud. The The room should be quiet when we practice meditation. I made an appointment, so I shouldn't have to wait. People should not drive so slowly in the fast lane. So again, let's go back to this this foundational teaching in life we have many rules and agreements of how things ought to be the laws by which we abide are a vast collection of rules these tend to serve the population towards our our common good without these rules we would experience chaos daily rules of this kind bring order to our lives we also have individual rules that we decide are the way things ought to be. Anyone have anyone like that or live with someone like that? A rule is our belief or sense of surety that something could be a certain way. Anger happens when someone breaks one of our rules. Anger happens when someone breaks one of our rules. Whether we get angry at other people, at things or situations, we are responding to a perceived need to have things our way. Um, anger is often the result of our decision about how people should act. Boom. Ah! Okay, so now that we know all of that foundational stuff and we kind of own it we accept it, take a deep breath, open your chest, open your hands, (sighs) relax for a minute, accept your anger, accept these truths. Let's move on. This doesn't mean we should never get angry. If we notice ourselves feeling something ought to be different, then we are in a position to make positive changes. We can channel our anger into productive action. We can channel our anger into productive action. So we can look for these signs and symptoms and emotions and say, what is happening here? What is happening underneath here? What is going on with how I want other people to be? What am I not accepting? Given this understanding, we can diffuse our anger by examining our rules and being aware of our rules, not the actual event itself, which is causing us to choose anger. As anyone ever said, it, sh- it can't rain today, I have a picnic, or it can't rain on my wedding day, or I, my kid, this is my favorite one that is, um, I'm raising my hand high on me saying this, I signed my kid, I signed my kid up for this art class. Or this dance class, she said she wanted to go. Why doesn't she want to go? She should want to go. She needs to go, you know, kind of forcing. Well, I, pay, I paid for it, so she should go. Ah, that is, I have been known to say that. Um, I'm not saying it as much now, but I did live in a world where I really felt that. Okay, so what I want to go into next is kind of, okay, so now we understand this. What do... What do we do about this? What do we want to do about this? How does, it, how does it feel to accept anger for what it truly is and then decide that we are actually going to change um, our lives and show our kids how to have um, healthy relationship to anger? Can we teach our kids about anger being related to our thoughts? Can we share and communicate with our families and our coworkers about anger and show healthy ways of expressing this emotion that has its own ranges? So here are some tips, getting in touch with your thoughts at the time and reminding yourself you don't have to think this way. This is what mindfulness is, right? Try postponing your anger and so what that means is just taking a break, taking a breathing break, taking a walking break, just kind of letting it rest and digest a little bit so that you can figure out what's really going on and also remember because anger is a, is a very hot emotion that comes and goes so quickly, if you can kind of take a pause, you might be able to kind of ride the wave and get out of it quickly so that you can clearly assess how you want to respond. Um, don't try to delude yourself into believing you enjoy something. If you find it distaste, is distasteful, you can dislike something and not have to be angry about it. (laughs) So have you ever said yes to something when you wish you'd said no, and then you get really angry? Yeah, exactly. Remind yourself at the moment of anger that everyone has a right to be what he or she chooses and demanding anyone be different will prolong your anger. Okay, and allowing others to be and do the same. Ask someone who you trust to help. This is a big deal. This is why I want you guys to reach out to one another and try to find other women who are really passionate about this. That's what we do in Thrive is really dive into um, models of anger, talk about these kind of relationships, support one another, work with one another so that we really can, um, live in an integrated and potent and profound way with understanding these emotions and then how it actually translates to our daily life. So having accountability buddy is really great. Um, keeping a journal, it's also great so that you can kind of document, okay, here's where I found the angry. What are the patterns? What are the habits? Oh, look, I'm always getting angry at this time of the month. I'm always getting angry at the full moon. I'm always getting angry when Bob requests a lunch date with me. Pay attention to the patterns and habits. Um, also, just like I said earlier, pay attention to the patterns and habits of how you feel after the anger, after are you in alignment. Um Okay, there's a bunch more here within the textbook, but I don't actually want to go into those right now because I want to pause and let this kind of sink in. There's another um, little area here within the text that just says, love yourself. I mean, literally, I can't believe that there's a college textbook that says this. I am so excited to be able to work with the students and this and share this with you guys and them. Love yourself yourself. Um, right above that is getting rid of unrealistic expectations. I mean, this is just huge. How much better would all of our lives be if we actually learned and integrated in college, love yourself and get rid of, or before college, but we'll take where we're at, get rid of unrealistic expectations. So that's the thing is like, that's what we do with our planning and thrive is like, what are the actual hours of the day? What are the expectations? Why do I keep feeling so stressed out about time? Well, because your expectations about the actual hours in the day um, is, not, is not real and And then it kind of, oh, I don't want to get into this because this is going to be a whole planning and time one. So let's kind of put a pause into that and come back to time um, and expectations because it's a much bigger conversation. So the last part that I want to go into now is away from the text. And I just want to go into what we've seen as women as appropriate, um, not even appropriate. What have we seen as women for anger? We've seen crying on the floor. So that's behind the door, away from everyone. We've seen slamming doors. We've seen screaming, yelling, um, abuse of all kinds, right? Yelling, anger, resentment, dis-ease. From an Ayurvedic perspective, this is all a lot of pitta, a lot of fire, which causes this this quick tongue, this dis-ease. So the embodiment that we want to bring into our whole life will help us dissolve some of this some of the intensity with the anger now again is it appropriate what is it appropriate to be angry or is it related to an expectation of somebody else um and then kind of how do you think about that how do you play with that um what layers and levels can you think of in your own life for mm, you know i think just again deepening your understanding And letting other people be human also but you don't have to match their anger with your anger okay so if we're going to drop into the even more sort of super woo side of it if our emotions are not digested and integrated and we've got that trauma or grief or shame in the physical body in the energy centers chakras um, then it can be sitting energetically like a weight on your heart your shoulders your life this is kind of Just some stuff I wrote thinking about anger. So some of you guys have like, there's a little thing that happens and then you just explode. And it's, um, because there's so much sitting like a weight on you and you haven't really done the deep healing work to move it through and to dissolve it. So it might keep showing up over and over and over and over, um, So now, moving into healthy anger is related to having boundaries, stating clearly what you need, Um, having loads of conversations with truthful conversations, courageous conversations, clarity conversations, not being afraid to step in, not being afraid to have opinions, not being able to clearly express yourself. And once you do that, you learn and you practice and you stick with it and you do that with compassion and clarity and directness and softness, the anger automatically, um, it's just not as intense and the reaction is not so quick. You have time to pause because you're not carrying around all these other energetic burdens. And I think most of the time in society, we see this imbalance of masculine, this imbalance of pitta, fire, hot, um, or the imbalance of kapha, which is stuffing our emotions. So we either see the screaming and yelling, or we see an imbalance of kapha stuffing our emotions, being sloth-like. The vata version of this would be um, when your thoughts are racing and you're just over and over in your mind, you're obsessing, you go crazy with your thoughts and your thinking. Okay, so the pitta imbalance here is going to be uh, a very... Um, fiery angry vata will be a lot of talking in circles obsessing not choosing like just feeling like going around in circles with your thoughts and that kafic imbalance would be very sloth like um, maybe even Uh, depressed or sad or crying. And that might be how your anger, how it kind of, how you kind of shove it. So we want to just pay attention to the doshic energies of pitta, kapha, and Vata, just in terms of how, again, we're talking about the layers of emotional digestion, because um, we want to have that healthy range, a big, wide range of emotions and be very comfortable with them and how we deal with them. Now, how can we integrate all the tools to see clearly? So, again, using there's tons of great information on the brain science of fight or flight, um, looking at the pictures of the brain, figuring out how to drop into um, states that are more appropriate. But here's the deal here's the fun part. I want you to come up with a list for your life of what you want to do to express full range of emotions and to express more wildly and more with freedom and flexibility how you want anger to look and feel in your life. So for example, I have noticed that I don't have as many angry outbursts when I um, am at Orange Theory all the time you know, running and sweating and lifting weights. I'm like, oh, it feels so good. It feels so powerful. It feels just so incredible to do that. Um, Another way that I express anger and the the intensity of anger is through dance and through um, tons of kinds of dance. Nia, journey dance, uh, shake your dance, uh, five rhythms. Uh, There's so many awesome, or just putting on a song and just moving your body. So for me my journal, my dancing, my orange theory, um being able to really ha- feel strong and put and be and what i mean by feeling strong is in conversation and in relationship. So practicing saying what i need, practicing having my boundaries which i'm trying to think um i have a list of them if you guys don't have them, I've put them online so you can look for them there also, Um, but this list of boundaries, practicing them, I keep them on my computer, I keep them on the phone, I'm constantly thinking about what do I need, how can I express what I need, what the expectation is, and again, not get angry when the expectation is not met, but more how do I have a conversation, how does everybody get their needs met? And that is a really different way. I want Sailor and Milo to grow up saying, uh, seeing anger. Um, and then after, so a few months ago, I got really mad at Mel. And I walked out the front door and I slammed the door. And when I came back, I sat them down and said, I am really, I'm really sorry. Like that was really, um, it was just really probably scary for you guys, you know, all this stuff. We had a really intense conversation. And then we kind of not made it a joke, but we definitely started laughing and we started playful. And now when I feel like I'm gonna get really angry, sometimes they'll say, Mom, are you gonna go run and and um and are you are you gonna go run and slam the door? You know, say funny things like that. Um so we've made some lightness of it, but the point is that it's a work in progress, but I'm not avoiding the situation. We are going to talk about anger in this house. We're all going to let each other feel angry. We're going to get to express it in different ways because it's part of being human. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that you got something out of this today and that you can share it with someone who might also um, want a little taste of this divine wisdom. So good luck with your healthy anger practices. Keep me in the loop. May you be happy, may you be safe, may you be healthy, and may you live with ease. Hey guys, it's Pleasant. I have two super fun, exciting ways for you to go deeper with your practice. Number one, if you go to littleom.com, L I L O M -M M.com, there is a home practice tab up on the far right. There you will find five practices for you three inspired by the Ayurvedic elements, one for monthly flows expansion and contraction, and a daily energy <coughs> a daily energy practice just for everyday life. So jump on the website, grab those. It's $27 for the five practices. Um, and we are starting our next session of Thrive Live, our fall session, at the end of September. If you want to join us, click on littleohm.com backslash thrive and come thrive with us. We have Office hours, live classes if you're in the D.C. area, Sacred Circles once a month, uh, coaching with our community leader, Rita Stevens, who you've heard on the podcast, and myself, and we love to spoil our Thrivers. So once you're a Thriver, you're always a Thriver, and you are always invited back (coughs) each season. So come and really put yourself first this fall, your self-care, your soul care, learn about Ayurveda and the Thrive Five Practices for Everyday Life. You can find everything at the website, littleom.com, and I can't wait to have you in our community. All right, take care. Hello, loves, it's Pleasance. Today I'm jumping on to remind you of the three S's. If you love this podcast and you love these conversations and teachings, I invite you to keep us supported by sharing, sharing the episode, sharing with a friend, sharing with your mom or your sister, sharing with a coworker subscribing so subscribe to the podcast and please rate it please write a little review or a little rating that stuff matters to people when they're looking on and they're trying to see if people are um, you know have integrity and are relatable and the teachings are helpful so share it subscribe to it and then support us so write on the anchor page um, uh, soulfulselfcaresessions dot com. You can find it at ohm dot com. You can find it right on the Anchor app, A N C H O R. You can grab that app in the App Store and listen to lots of wonderful podcasts through the Anchor app. Um, and we have a support this podcast link right there and you can donate. Um, all donations are deeply appreciated. Creative work and teaching and sharing healing is my life's work and I deeply appreciate any amount that you contribute um, to keep this going. So share, subscribe, and support.